This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. Learn more about their momentum at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Ukraine's army is fighting intense battles in the east and the south to stop Russia's invasion. And while the war rages on, there is a debate happening over the future of Russian identity and culture within Ukrainian society. Some say it's time for Ukraine to shake off Russian influence and dismantle monuments that celebrate Russian culture. NPR's Brian Mann has the story. Alexander Babich walks through the center of Odessa, a city of Baroque architecture now reshaped by sandbag checkpoints and daily air raid alerts. He points to a house where the writer Nikolai Gogol lived while writing Dead Souls, one of the great novels of Russian literature. The Russian poet Alexander Pushkin stayed on the other side of the street. So how deep is Russia in the roots or the DNA of the city? Odessa has always been a melting pot, Babbage tells me. Jewish, Russian, Ukrainian. It's difficult to say exactly whose city it is, he says. As one of Odessa's leading historians, Babbage is part of a conversation happening at all levels here, in government, on social media, in literary journals, and in cafes, over how Russian identity should fit into the future of this city. The city was built by the Russian Empire, and like most people in Odessa, Babbage grew up speaking Russian. It's still his primary language. But he's fiercely committed to Ukrainian independence and furious about the carnage being caused by Russia's army. This is something I hear a lot from Russian speakers here, a sense of betrayal, confusion over what to think about their own heritage and history. All the good stuff that we know about Russian art, literature, etc., it has been wiped out by the current deeds of the current regime. Atem Dorokov is a young online marketer I meet over coffee. Like a lot of people here, he doesn't just speak Russian, he has deep family and historic ties to Russia. He says this debate over how Russianness fits within Ukrainian society started simmering eight years ago when Putin ordered the invasion of Crimea and the Donbass. Of course, uh, events of 2014, the current events, they made this gap larger between Russian and Ukrainian speaking, right? But, but it's, it's, it's normal, it's understandable. A big question here in Odessa is what to do with all those big cultural markers. There's a huge statue of the Russian Empress Catherine the Great, a woman viewed by many Ukrainians as an oppressor. The famous Potemkin Stairs, one of the city's must-see tourist sites, are named after a Russian battleship. Dorokov compares the debate here to the fight over Confederate monuments in the American South. The, the U.S. example was very good, very good. The history is very complicated, with a lot of oppression, a lot of mass killings. Same here. Ukrainian culture has been pressed by Russia over hundreds of years. Many monuments from the Soviet era have already come down in Odessa. The city created a commission to sort out what to do with remaining markers of Russian identity. Many of the Russian speakers I talked to say they hope to see the city's Russian heritage reinterpreted and put in a new context, not torn down. Volodymyr Yermolenko, one of Ukraine's leading philosophers and journalists, agrees. I think it's time to talk about it. I'm not a big fan of a war with monuments. 
Based in Kyiv, Yermolenko II spoke Russian as his first language. He thinks for a city with deep Russian roots like Odessa, the monuments are less important than modern influences like the internet and movies and pop music. They should be in the Ukrainian cultural information space and not in the Russian cultural information space, you know. That means the the music that you listen to, that means the, the, the movies that you watch, the books that you read. It's important to note this conversation is happening when people in Ukraine are frightened and angry. Russian cruise missiles have struck Odessa repeatedly. Ukrainian officials say some Russian speakers have been detained for allegedly aiding Moscow or sharing pro-Russian propaganda. Officials declined to tell NPR how many are held or on what charges. Still, a remarkable thing about this debate over Russian identity is how thoughtful it sounds, how nuanced. The historian Alexander Babich says that's possible because Ukraine is free and embraces its multicultural identity. If Odessa were captured, this conversation would not be possible, Babich tells me. He points to the houses where Pushkin and Gogol stayed and says, the Russians would hang me from one of these buildings. Brian Mann, NPR News, Odessa. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.